Hello, I'm Jimmy Moss. And I'm Juan Garcia. And we are super excited to bring you the first episode of Vamos Verde. A podcast about Austin FC, the people, and the culture that surround the team. On this episode, goalkeeper Brad Stuver on tough days at the office and how difficult it is not to take those home with you. Hear how R&B singer Melot manifested Austin's professional soccer team. Plus the latest on off-season signings from Moon Tower soccer hosts Jeremiah Bentley and Landon Cottom. That is out now on KUT.org or wherever you get your podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios... Hey there, you're listening to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that formed and transformed them. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and this week on This Song, we'll be hearing from Austin singer and songwriter Charlie Fay. But before we get started, I want to let you know about another podcast that I think that you will like. It's called Amplifier, and it's a music podcast from WFAE in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's produced and hosted by Joni Deutsch who used to work at Mountain Stage. Actually, she was the program's youngest guest host, also the first female guest host on that program, which is wild. An Amplifier, at its core, is an interview podcast. Joni talks to a wide range of musicians from Charlotte, folks who play rock and jazz and country and hip-hop. She even talks to an opera singer. And what you get when you hear these stories is really cool because you hear about the artists, But you also hear about what it's like to work and create in Charlotte, which I gather from the podcast is a town that's more known as like a banking center than a music town. I mean, this podcast is based in Austin, Texas, which is a music town. Music is like the cultural axis around which this town moves. That focus is why a lot of people, musicians and non-musicians, live here. It's why I live here. Maybe it's why you live here. Which is why I love listening to Amplifier, because I get a sense of what it's like to make music in a place that has other priorities. Though I have a feeling that a scene is coalescing in Charlotte in part because of the Amplifier podcast. So yeah, I think you would enjoy listening to it. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. And now to Charlie Faye. She's an Austin artist, and she used to be a solo act. For many years, she performed songs she wrote as Charlie Faye, but a couple of years ago, she shifted focus from confessional singer-songwriter to leader of the girl group, Charlie Faye and the Fayettes. They are a girl group in the truest sense of the word. Charlie sings the main vocal and is backed up by Austin artists Betty Sue and Akina Adderley. They have coordinated outfits and coordinated dance moves, and the music they make has deep roots in the music of 60s girl groups like the Ronettes or Martha and the Vandellas. They have a new record coming out called The Whole Shebang. It'll be out on February 8th, 2019, and you can actually pre-order it now. And they recently released a single from that record called I Don't Need No Baby. Charlie came into KUTX, the radio station where we make this podcast in Austin, Texas, to tell me about a song she's always loved and that inspired that single. I would say the song Be My Baby uh, by the Ronettes definitely changed my life and my musical direction forever.
So do you remember the first time you heard that song? Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been the first time I saw the movie Dirty Dancing. I would have been like seven or eight the first time I saw it, late 80s. Um, and, you know, my mom had bought the tape for me, and I became absolutely obsessed with Dirty Dancing. It's a song that plays over the opening credits. So it means the movie's starting, and you see all the people dancing, and that's like the moment of excitement. My favorite movie is starting. song really stuck in my head that bum 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 and so I listened to it over and over again and I know I'm not the only one um it had that effect on I've definitely heard the story about Brian Wilson hearing that song you know driving down the road in his car and he actually pulled the car over because the song struck him in this way um, he was just freaking out about it. And I think the story goes, he was he was like, oh, I, I'll never be able to do anything this great. Like, this song is so amazing. I'll never be able to do something as good as this. And his girlfriend said to him, don't worry, baby, you will. And, no. and then that inspired <laughs> him to write, don't worry, baby, which was kind of his response song to... Be my baby. into that song and that kind of music really because of the Dirty Dancing soundtrack when I was a little kid people always ask like how does a child of the 80s like get so into 60s music well strangely because of a movie called Dirty Dancing (laughs) Um, but I think as I got older I got more into um, like the singer-songwriter genre I was really into Carole King who, I, who wrote a lot of those great 60s hits. Exactly. You know, so I kind of made the connection later on, like, oh, she she's this singer-songwriter, but she wrote all of these pop songs. And um, that was so inspiring to me because when I started playing music, I was doing more of a singer-songwriter thing. Love's a good and natural thing, but it's harder than it In the days we think of giving up If we can uncover what's really standing in the way of us I think this thing's got a powerful momentum And then I made the transition to doing this 60s pop girl group And, um, you know, some people think it's these two totally different things But 
I think just because I was so into Carol King, um, I realized it's not two different things at all. I don't know why singer-songwriter as a genre has become so, um, you know, people think of it as so different from pop music. I mean, and it sounds like it's something that you really loved from the time you were little and you kind of carried with you and you discovered this connection between singer-songwriting and and pop music when you were a little older. I'm wondering what happened that made you want to transition into writing and playing that Mm. kind of music. Honestly, I think I just got a little tired of what I was doing. I was starting to depress myself a little, (laughs) you know, when I got on stage and sang these sad singer-songwriter songs, um, that, and I I was getting a little bored of my own show. Um, And at the same time, on on my last, um, like, singer-songwriter record, there were a couple of songs that were already starting to lead into more of a 60s soul thing, because around that time, I got the entire Stax catalog on CD and got super into all the Stax stuff. So I started writing more in that direction without even consciously intending to. Then as I was writing more and more in that genre, I decided I was just going to do a whole record of songs like that. And I wonder, going back to this idea of like when you were a singer-songwriter, you said you were kind of depressing yourself when you would sing your songs. So you had some real confessional kind yeah, of songs. Yeah, like, this is why my relationship is so hard. <laughs> so when it, when you write in a 60s girl group vein, is it a, are you still able to get it personal in that way? Or is it more universal? I mean, what's that like trying to get into the... Yeah, thematic aspect of it. Um, It's different, you know, because you do want the songs to feel more universal and be able to connect with everyone on that basic level. The big thing is my the real like purpose behind my writing has changed. You know, I think before it was for me like to get something off my chest to make me feel something when I was getting these songs out. Um, And now I write for the listener, which is just a whole different approach to writing a song. It's one of those days Your newest single, I Don't Need No Baby, is it is an actual literal like answer song to Be My Baby. To Be My yeah. Baby. Yeah. Had you been like waiting since you were seven to do an answer no. song to Be My Baby? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, and I never I never would have thought to do that like for for just a record of mine because I tried to stay away from sounding 
sounding like any particular song from that era. Um, I don't write from like, let's, let's kind of copy this song and, you know, but this was kind of a unique situation. I was asked to write a song for a TV show that sounded like a classic 60s girl group song. So I figured they wanted something just straight up that alley. Something that really recalled a song from that time. Um, And the song, it didn't end up being used for the TV show, but it was going to be performed by this confident young black woman um, who was not focused on boys at all and was totally about like her career and her thing. And um, so I was like, well, what would a 60s girl group song turn into from her perspective? And then, you know, we tried to get further away from how the song sounded in the studio. Like when I wrote it, I wrote it with that bomb bum bum in mind but I thought oh let's try to get away from that let's do something different and make it make it sound a little different so we tried something else with the drums and then it, it just wasn't as good so we we kind of had to come back around to that and go okay fine <laughs> of approach things from more of a a modern woman's perspective and I think we're doing a lot of that on this new record Um, there's a lot of just modern confident I don't need a man you know female empowerment in this record and to think none of it would have happened if you hadn't been obsessed with dirty dancing yeah (laughs) it's true This is I Don't Need No Baby from Charlie Faye and the Fayette's upcoming record, The Whole Shebang, which comes out February 8th and which is available for pre-order right now. They'll also be playing the Continental Club for the record release on February 8th. You can put that in your calendar right now. And man, making this episode, I was reminded what a good song Be My Baby is. It's like, right, that it should have inspired Charlie and Brian Wilson and countless others. Charlie Faye and the Fayettes have been into Studio 1A, our gorgeous live performance studio here at KUTX, a couple of times. And if you want to hear more Charlie Faye and the Fayettes, well, you can find a link to those performances, as well as a link to the pre-order for their new record, The Whole Shebang, on the show notes page for this episode at KUTX.org. And you can also find the Spotify playlist there where you can listen to all the songs in this episode that we referenced 
all the way through. And if you liked this episode, then please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating or a review. Ratings and reviews help us a ton. They help people find this podcast and they make everyone who works here on the podcast feel really, really good. So thank you in advance. And that's it. You've come to the end of another episode of this song. This song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced by Art Levy and me, Elizabeth McQueen. Thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And yes, it is true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own Hard Proof. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there.